Oh, he's so upset. Yeah, he's so upset or she's so upset that they're telling everybody else about it, but not so upset for actual behavior change to stop doing what has hurt you in the first place. Welcome to Defining Life with Nick Boris. I'm your host, Nick Boris. And uh, today we're going to talk about boundaries, specifically with parents. Um, it's uh, it's a something that I think a lot of people are going through, just judging by the comments that I'm seeing on my Facebook post. And this has been a discussion that I've wanted to have for a while now and just didn't really know how to go about doing it. But I think through some discussions I've had in the comment section, I'm understanding what's going on. And so I thought I would talk about that because I feel like it's it's a fairly widespread issue. So we're going to get there. Uh, so let's uh, before we get into that topic, I'm going to spend a couple of minutes talking about how things are going for this summer. If you're like me, if you have kids, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But if you have kids, like things are crazy in the summer. There's always something going on. There's there's camps. There's a football camp already, uh, random camps for my nine-year-old. So there's a lot going on. And I have a ton of work to do for this business. I have a lot of projects to do outside. I've painted the pool. I've mulched. I've put up a privacy fence. I've done all of the stuff around the house, not to mention all the regular things like doing laundry cooking, cleaning, all of that stuff. So how do you do it all when there's so much going on? I used to find my day. And I don't know, especially now, where I would be without it. I grab my cup of coffee as soon as I wake up. I sit at my table. Or if it's nice outside, I sit outside on the back porch. And I write down the top one to three things that I have to do each day. Like my day is a success If I do these things, sure, I have other little things that don't matter. I put them off to the side. I write them down, jot them down, whatever. But my day is a success when I do the three things, up to three things that I write on my page. If you have not used Define My Day, try it at home without Define My Day. Just grab a pad of paper, write down three things that you must get done today. It's going to mean a success, success. Why can't I say that word right now? Oh my God. Successful day. Um, and do them as early as you can in the day, if possible, so that, you know, other things don't get in your way because time slips away from us, right? Like we lose track of time and then we get at the end of the day and we say, oh, I didn't even finish half my to-do list. Hopefully you finished your priorities. So write down your priorities every day. Do it for a couple of weeks. And if it's something that you want to get more in depth into, if you want to add some mindfulness practices, if you don't want to have to keep creating new sheets of paper, grab the Define My Day planner and journal, or you grab the Define Life planner and you don't have to worry about the journaling. You just do the simple planning with the Define Life planner. I use them every day. I've been using them for years and I I, I, I highly recommend it because I created it for myself. It's what I needed. And we have a lot of people using it for healing. We have a lot of people using it to get control of their days. Whatever you have going on in life, you can accomplish it with Define My Day. All right. So one of the things that I've learned over the years uh, that we're going to talk about today is boundaries. 
And my awareness of boundaries came from my lack of awareness of boundaries. Uh, I, I don't think I grew up in a generation that was raised to know what boundaries were. I think we were all pretty much like 80s and 90s kids were pretty much codependent with our parents. And um, that's the way they were raised. It's the way we were raised. And, um, you know, it, it's taking a hard turn right now because I think with each generation, it just gets worse and worse. Um, and I see it in the comment section anytime I put out a boundaries post because the people in the comments are either the person that had to lay down the boundaries or the person that's now being, in their mind, victimized by the boundaries. And, you know, a lot of people that feel victimized by boundaries uh, don't seem to understand their role in it. And I think that's important to you. If like bound, if the word boundaries feels toxic to you, it's probably because maybe you're a little bit stubborn. Maybe I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, say, you know, like cutting people off isn't nice and boundaries are manipulative. Boundaries are harmful. And I think that it's the people that want to behave in a certain way that somebody else perceives as harming. Uh, they want to continue behaving that way. They don't want to be told that it's not okay for somebody else. And so when somebody lays down a boundary that causes them to not be able to have the kind of relationship they want with somebody because they want to be who they are, which is harmful to the other person, they get angry, they lash out, they get defensive, you know, um, they get pious and judgmental and it's not healthy and it pushes the other person away even more. And you can see in a parental relationship how this becomes hurtful to the parent because if a child has to get to the point where they cut off their parent, which is a couple of comments I've seen is what's going on. And so the child cuts off their parent and then the parent's angry, the parent's upset, understandably, but they keep blaming the child. The child needs to let me into their life. The child should not be using boundaries as a weapon. The child should not, you know, whatever. They're not taking time to understand why the boundaries exist in the first place. The boundaries exist in the first place because that child was hurt. That child's sense of self was hurt. And now, you know, your reaction might be, if you're one of those parents, your reaction might be, oh, their poor self, oh, uh, trauma, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Hey, it's a real thing. And yeah, some people get dramatic about it and some people get overly emotional about it. But a lot of people are justified, right? In fact, even the ones that are overly emotional or dramatic probably are justified, especially in their own minds, but also don't have the tools to handle it. And without the tools to have boundaries, which if they were taught when we were younger, uh, we would have the tools and we wouldn't be in this position. But without the tools, it looks like blindsiding somebody. 
when you lay down a boundary with somebody who has never had to deal with that with you, then it's, it looks like you're blindsiding them. All of a sudden you're sticking up for yourself. You're not being who they're used to you being. And so now you're hurting them and they don't understand why, even though at times you might've said, I don't like when you talk to me that way. I don't like when you do this, you know, that's upsetting. That hurts my feelings, whatever you might say. And a lot of times in these families, that's not even an okay thing to say. Like you hurt my feelings is not something that in a lot of families they even care about. They're like, oh, your feelings, right? I think there was a Sopranos line, wasn't it? But so what do you do, right? So you just distance yourself, create like a boundary of space, of distance, because it's the easiest thing to do. Because when you're in a situation where there are no boundaries, when you're enmeshed, right? When you're codependent, then the only thing you can do is try to get distance and that feels healthier. And to the other person, they're blindsided. To the parent, they're blindsided. My daughter's doing this to me. You might remember I talked with a woman in the grocery store probably about six months ago. Talked to her for 10 or 15 minutes and she told me all about how terrible her daughter was and how her daughter wouldn't let her see her grandkids. And I understand the woman was hurting. But what she refused to understand through the entire conversation is that her daughter was hurting too. But all she wanted to do was tell her daughter how wrong she was because they didn't want to stop being the parent. They didn't want to see, she didn't want to see her daughter as an adult who can make decisions on her own, even if it's not decisions that she would make. She was judging her daughter for taking care of herself in the way that she best could, which was distancing herself from her mom. So what do you do? What do you do, right? Like, you know, the parent sees it as cutting off. The child sees it as like finally getting away from their parent who has maybe for years steamrolled them, judged them, criticized them, hurt their feelings, made them feel bad. And nobody wants to feel bad. So what do they do? What does a parent do? How do they reopen that relationship? I think first, you have to ask why it happened in the first place. You can be direct and ask the child, you know, why aren't you talking to me anymore? You may think you know, but maybe the child has a better reason that they would give you if you afforded them the opportunity to answer without immediately lashing back, without immediately getting defensive, without immediately getting into a fight which then causes the kid to not trust you and leaves that conversation closed the next time it might come up, right? Next time there's an opportunity like that, they're going to be gun shy because they know, here we go again, nothing's changed. And people in the comment section of my post, they're like, love is bigger than this, you should put up with other people's stuff, blah, 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 blah. No. You don't have to. If somebody else's stuff is hurting you, emotionally, physically, whatever it might be, if it's hurting you, 
And the best thing you can do for yourself is to get away from it, get away from that person. Then until it's safe again, if it ever is, then the boundary stays. And if the person keeps coming, you lay down another boundary further away. No, I'm not going to answer the phone. No, I'm not going to read my emails from you. No, I'm not going to open the door when you come to the door. Until I know that you are going to behave in a way that is healthy for me or my kids, your grandchildren, in a way that's not going to be harmful, you don't get access to me. And so, yeah, you're cut off. It, and it, and the worst part about this, the worst part about this is that to the person setting the boundaries, it feels mean. So they're going to doubt it and they're going to feel guilt and they're going to feel hurt for making the other person go through this. And so they're going to feel shame or blame for being the problem. And other people who probably grew up in the same environment are going to criticize them. Why don't you talk to your mom anymore? Why don't you let her see your grandkids, her grandkids? Why don't you talk to your dad? Oh, he's so upset. Yeah, he's so upset or she's so upset that they're telling everybody else about it, but not so upset for actual behavior change to stop doing what has hurt you in the first place. Right. So it's not it's not the child's fault. And so many times I I see this so many times where people comment that it's, you know, New Age BS, that it's, you know, snowflake BS, that, um, you know, people use it as a manipulative weapon. People use boundaries as a weapon. And I think nine times out of 10, that's not true. Yes, there are some people that will manipulate your emotions and hurt you. And you should be setting boundaries with that person, right? But most people are not doing that. Most people are identifying and maybe not thinking it through, not maybe not understanding the concept of boundaries, but feeling hurt, feeling pain, feeling stress, and just wanting to get away from it instinctually just wanting to get as far away as possible and to them the only thing they know how to do is cut somebody off because it's easier to do that than try to navigate the back and forth of an argument conversation or even articulate properly what they're feeling or why they need to do or you know or how they need to do a boundary implement a boundary so the easiest thing to do is cut somebody off. And it looks like manipulation to somebody, right? It looks like manipulation to the person being cut off. But the person, instead of judging, if this is you, instead of judging, instead of getting angry and defensive and flipping out and doing all of the things, all of the toxic things that the other person is trying to get away from, Ask and be open to hearing what they have to say and stop flipping out every time they tell you something you don't want to hear. Because I guarantee if you actually stopped and thought to yourself, my relationship with my son or daughter 
is more important than my feelings right now. Me having a relationship with my grandkids is more important than my feelings right now. That in the grand scheme of things, all of these little petty arguments that I have, all of these (laughs) maybe controlling or judgmental ideas that I have are not as important as just being in the presence of my kids or grandkids. If you could let all that stuff go, then you might have an opportunity to rebuild a relationship. But it takes a lot of self-reflection, right? It takes a lot of sitting back and listening to what somebody else has to say. And it might sound over the top. It might sound like too much. It might sound like BS. It might sound like hippie BS. Whatever you want to call it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If you value that relationship, you will respect that person's boundaries. You will respect their feelings about the situation. And yeah, it's mutual, right? They have to respect your feelings about it too. But they're the ones setting the boundary. Right? So for them, the situation is like, this relationship is not worth the stress and pain it causes me. That's where they are. So if you're not there and you want the relationship, then you have to figure out how to navigate that relationship in a way that they don't feel that way. Otherwise, you're not going to get back into that relationship. And this goes for married couples. It goes for boyfriend, girlfriend, it goes for friends. If you're toxic, if you're hurting people, yeah, hurt hurt people, like people that don't understand what a healthy relationship is and healthy boundaries that are used to being abused by toxic people, they're going to let you into their life until they figure it out, right? And then they're going to bounce you. So, Uh, You know, you got to, unless you want to bounce from person to person and only have toxic relationships, then you have to figure out what inside you is causing you to be this way. And if you really do love somebody, you're going to listen to them and you're going to do what they ask you to do in order to be in their lives. And if not then you won't. And that's it. Right? It's that simple. Now, the details aren't simple, but the equation is simple. This person set the boundary. If you want them to drop the boundary, you have to change your behavior. If not, their boundary is their boundary. And you can't blame them. You can't blame them for setting the boundary. All right. I'm sure there's some comments on this. Right. I'm sure there's some comments. I'm sure there's a lot of areas that I didn't touch. A lot of details I didn't touch. But overall, I think the takeaway from this, the takeaway is if you're the parent who has somebody put a boundary on you, then you have to strip away any kind of judgment, criticism, all the things you might be feeling. Defensiveness is probably a big one. Strip away all of that 
and maybe try to put yourself in their shoes. And not in your and not in the way that says that like, well, I, my parents treated me this way and I thought it was fine. Not in that way. I'm talking about in a way that like listen to what they're feeling or listen to what they've told you or are telling you about what they don't want to hear or what behaviors they don't want anymore. And think about it, right? Like, can I change this in order to be in a relationship with my kid? On the flip side, if you're the child in this, you know, even if you're a 30, 40 year old child, right? Child, quote child. Um, you know, if you're in this type of relationship, I think you have to really first understand that you putting down a boundary is not an attack. You putting down a boundary is saying, you know, this is not healthy for me and I won't let this in my life anymore. And if I do keep letting this into my life, I can't complain about it, right? Like you're making a decision. I've been there. I've been there where I complained about behaviors from people around me in my life over and over again, and nothing was ever going to change because they weren't going to change. The only option that was good for me was going to be to cut them out, set boundaries. I didn't cut them out immediately, but when you set a boundary and they roll over it and then you set another one and roll over it, it, you know, sometimes leads you to like no contact. I don't want contact because I know where this is going to lead. And maybe at some point you give somebody the opportunity if they apologize, if they say, you know, hey, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know, I hear what your problem is. I hear, I know what you're feeling and I'm sorry and I won't do it again. Maybe then you drop your boundary and also keep a, a short leash when it happens again. You identify it. You say, look, that's what I'm talking about. And if it all goes downhill again, then maybe you need to push the boundary back again. It's not permanent. It's not permanent. It might be if the other person doesn't change. But you can't feel guilty for that, right? Certainly not. You will, but you shouldn't. And there's even people in the comments, parents that set boundaries with their kids. Like their kids can't come back to the house anymore. You know, you think about, you know, kids that are in a bad way. Um, Kids that might steal or or worse. Kids that steamroll their parents that just do things to hurt their parents. So maybe the parents have to set a boundary. Like, no, I'm not giving you any more money. No, I'm not doing this or that. Or no, I'm not going to bail you out this time. Or no, you're not, you're not going to talk to me that way. Maybe your kids are disrespectful. Maybe they scream and yell at you and call you names. No, that's not okay either, right? So, you know, whatever the situation is, I, you know, whether it's your friends, your family, parents, child, boundaries are healthy. And if you respect the other person's boundaries, which is what it comes down to, respect. If you respect the other person's boundaries and feelings, about why they put the boundary there. Chances are the need for that boundary will no longer exist. So respect the person. Don't judge the person. Seek to understand what the issue is and help resolve it 
rather than just telling them what they need to do. And I bet you the boundary softens a bit until the behavior happens again, which it might, in which case the boundary might come back again. It's a dance. It's a dance. It's not a fun one. But I hope you can navigate it. I hope that if you need to set boundaries, you do in a healthy way. And I hope that somebody, if somebody has set boundaries with you, you strive to figure out why and heal a little bit and understand the situation and come back to it in a healthy way, right? And sometimes all it takes is space. Sometimes all it takes is time. And both people can come back less tired, less stressed, more healed, and can look at it with fresh eyes. Sometimes that's all that's needed. But a lot of times, the one who's getting the boundary put down on them wants to push it, wants to rush it, wants to get angry, wants to bully the person into raising the boundary. And that's not going to work. Because eventually the person's going to just cut it off completely and never offer an opportunity again. So that's what I have to say about boundaries. For more information about this topic, check out definedlife.com. That's D-E-F-I-N-E-D-L-I-F-E.com. And just search in the search bar for boundaries. Or if you want an interactive experience, talk with Lexi, the uh, AI chatbot we have in the bottom right-hand corner of the website. She's really smart. And uh, she can help you if you have any questions about boundaries also. Um, If you have any questions for me, if you have any comments, if you have any suggestions for topics that you want to hear on this podcast, check me out on Instagram. My username is Defined Life. You'll see a picture of me, same picture you see on this podcast icon. Um, You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok also. So look around for me. Google me. You'll find me. Um... But yeah, yeah, I'm here for you. If you have anything else you want to talk about, I'm here for it. I look forward to talking to you soon. That is it for this week's episode. Have a great week. Keep moving forward. I will talk to you very soon. Bye.